Hi, Father Ian Van Heusen here, the Art of Living Well podcast. What I want to get into this week is the Mass is all about feelings, that that's the central thing. Now, of course, you might have probably already started to think about the fact that this might be a little bit of clickbait, probably not exactly how I feel, or I'm going to add some nuance or some clarity to that. But I think the first problem often when, when people really object to the idea that the Mass is an experience or there's an experiential dimension... Um, is they they want to they emphasize they say well it's all about the objective reality you know there's this classic line right now that Father Mike Schmitz is promoting don't want to harp too hard on Father Mike Schmitz but he goes I don't worship an experience I, I worship a reality we don't worship the experience we worship a reality and I've talked actually with a lot of theologians about this concept theologians that generally don't follow Father Father Mike Schmitz and I and they really said you know this is really creating a false dichotomy. And so I kind of want to flesh out. First, I want to start off with the experience side, the experience of worship. I do believe experience is not just important, but it is at the heart of why the mass, um, why the, the mass's ability to transform. Of course, there is the objective reality that Jesus Christ is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But I want to get first into the experience side because I think the first problem that most people have is when we talk about the Mass as being an experience, or people say that they come to, to Sunday for an experience, we really need to investigate that. And then I think we can come back to this concept, is Mass all about feelings? So to get, arrive at this and to investigate an experience, I want to talk about something that's not immediately connected, but kind of tangentially connected, which is marriage prep. So I do marriage prep with couples a lot. And in the third meeting, after I've gotten to know them a little bit, I put them through a little bit of a spiritual exercise. So I read for them some definitions of love that I came up with. So what I let me pull it up real quick. So I read them off these definitions of love that um, help flesh out what their experience of love is. So I start with their experience of love. And then I kind of build in. You're going to kind of see how this exercise goes. But let me give you the, the six definitions. I don't always go through all of them. But I start off with the most basic. And actually, there's a structure. It starts with the physical and tangible. And then it moves to the more spiritual. So I start off with love is a good feeling. Love is intimacy and friendship. Love is joy and peace. Love is harmony. Love is the gift of self. Love is the choice to live for another. So you kind of see the progression right there through all six of those definitions. So when we start off with love is a good feeling, believe it or not, couples actually have an intuitive sense that that answer is incomplete. They say, yeah, we feel good, but there's something more to our love than just feeling good. Even a couple who's, for the most part, not practicing the faith, not particularly concerned with religion on a regular basis, they may value it, but they and they obviously value a, a church marriage. But they're not overly concerned with, for, for say, having a deep relationship with the Lord at that point. I mean, sometimes I can often convince them and kind of inspire them to want a little bit more from religion. But many times these couples aren't particularly devout or religious. But they recognize that their love is deeper than that. And then their love is intimacy and friendship. So they start to get into, okay, there's this deeper foundation um, that that there's something a little bit more, that friendship requires a little bit more than just always feeling good all of the time. Love is joy and peace. Again, this experience for them, they recognize it as being good, true, and beautiful, but they also recognize that there's an ugly side of life, that there's bad days, that there's struggles. 
So for them, it's a little bit deeper. Love is harmony. So we kind of flesh that out. And then we get into these last two definitions in the first round. Now, by the way, I, I go through these definitions three times, and that's where the exercise starts to get interesting. When we talk about the love is gift of self and love is a choice to live for another, the couple starts to reflect a little bit more about how their life is intertwined with the life of their partner. So the next part of the exercise is I show them some pictures of a young Australian couple that they were models. And about a month before the the wedding, the wife was horribly disfigured in a car accident or some kind of accident. And so I show them the before and after pictures. I show them the, the couple all happy and young and beautiful, and then her horribly disfigured where she has lots of burn marks and, and her f- face is disfigured. And I asked them to go back through the exercise again. So love is a good feeling. Now, here is where we're going to start to get at some nuance. So when I've asked couples, love is a good feeling, they start to talk about how perhaps for this couple, and I ask them in the context of the couple, is love a good feeling? They say, well, in certain regards, yes, because if you think about it, the the woman, now that they've been married and they've stuck it out together, they've come through some kind of suffering together, that in this suffering together, there's a deeper font of their love, that their love has grown. And there might be even a greater sense of security, because once we've suffered together and we weathered storms together, we have a surer foundation. So they start to get into that. Love is intimacy and friendship. They talk about how they they now have a deeper foundation. And as we go through, that's the common theme, that their love has gotten deeper because of the tragedy. They recognize this. The experience of their love has gotten deeper. And that's often what I talk about with couples. I talk about with husbands and wives is over time, the experience of love, it becomes more and more rich, hopefully, if they're responding to God's grace and growing in their relationship with each other and growing in their relationship with the Lord. Their love has a deeper font and a deeper source. Then we start to get into, we go through this a third time. This is when the microphone drop happens. So progressively, as I've been doing this with the couple, they've gotten more and more serious. So they're, they're kind of reflecting. It takes normally about a half hour. Well, then the third time I get into these definitions, but I show them a picture of Jesus Christ crucified. I show them a picture of him on the cross from the passion of Mel Gibson's The Passion. So he's a particularly bloody, really scourged, really, and I have it on, I have it on the sheep. And then they get real serious. But here's the powerful thing. They even say Jesus on the cross experiences love as a good feeling. In fact, this is an insight that St. John of the Cross has. He talks about the dark night of the soul, and he talks about where we're, we're experiencing desolation in our physical and psychological states. So remember the, the, the theology of St. John of the Cross with Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ takes on, the, and St. Paul actually more, Jesus Christ takes on the full weight of our sin. He takes on all of the elements of the suffering of, the, of, of our sins, even though he himself has not sinned. He takes on the physical effects of suffering. He takes on the psychological, the, the, but at his core, he remains God. He remains in perfect relationship with the Father. And what the couples often intuitively grasp with this divine mystery is that Jesus recognizes his mission, that he's sacrificing for the sake of all of us. And that feels good. Paradoxically, right? It feels good. When, you're, when you know that you're doing something that's going to set people free, 
that's going to, even though it hurts in the moment, though you experience pain, you see the deeper cause and you rejoice. That's a powerful lesson. It's funny how so many couples pick up on this intuitively, even though they don't really have theology degrees. And then, of course, the other ones are so much obvious, but it always gets at the sense of Jesus knows what he's doing. And because he knows what he's doing, that's a profounder experience of God's love and his grace. So let's get into the Mass with this regard. Let's say the Mass is all about love. It's about the experience of love. It's about giving love and receiving love. So we recognize that love is deeper than just feelings, right? That's the first connection. So yes, the love is all about feeling. Uh, the Mass is all about feelings. Per, I, I kind of, like I said, it was a little bit of a clickbait title. Love is about love is about experience. The mass is about experience, and the objective reality works in tandem with that. It helps. So, why do we feel good every time we celebrate the mass? Not because it feels good, pleasurable. Not like because it's like chocolate or like pizza, but because deeper down, for me as a priest, if I'm celebrating one mass or I'm celebrating five masses on a Sunday. I can experience with every Mass the ecstasy of the Mass because I recognize while I say these actions, even if in my physical and psychological states I feel exhausted, I feel tired, I'm still pouring myself out for the sake of a mission like Jesus on the cross. Now, sometimes, of course, the Mass is an incredibly comforting experience for me. It's not always negative emotions. It's not always struggles. But whether it's positive or negative, the core of who I am as a priest, the core of who we are as a people of God is that we are offering sacrifice and this sacrifice transforms lives. So the mass is all about feelings, right? <laughs> Probably haven't convinced you quite that, but, but you get what I'm, my understanding, which is at the core, the, the mass is about this self-surrender. It's about this donation by which we unite our sacrifices with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This is Father Ian Van Heusen, the Art of Living Well podcast. Thanks for listening. 